Be willing to do your best to take care of the body now, listening and responding. Buddha says, if by forsaking a limited ease, one would see an abundance of ease, the wise one would forsake the limited ease for the sake of the abundant. So what this means, of course, is each of us to some degree has confidence in the ability or capacity of this heart, this mind, to be happy, to be peaceful, to be at ease. So we're willing to put forth effort instead of just hanging out until the sit is over willing to be engaged, to make effort, and then to learn to see what actually supports the arising of a beautiful, peaceful, easeful heart and mind. So first, Take a moment or two and clarify that this is the intention. Tap into your confidence from your past experiences or from your study. Tap into your confidence that, yes, this heart, this mind is capable of real ease and peace and inner happiness. Does it mean it's here now, of course? And the first steps in developing the mind is to see or to know things in and of themselves. So we can begin with the sensations of sitting or the sensations of the breath moving in the body. Breathing in, knowing the actual experience of the breath coming in. Breathing out, knowing the actual sensations of breathing out.
by attending to the natural process of breathing or attending to the sensations of the body, the body sitting. The mind practices, it makes the effort to let everything else fall into the background, to fall away. The past, the future, judgments, comparisons, How to breathe and be aware of breathing in a way that supports ease and peace and stability of the mind and heart. Experimenting but the kind of attitude that supports wholesome states of mind, pleasant, wholesome states of mind. If you try too hard, the tension of trying too hard will get in the way of these wholesome, pleasant states. If the mind is too complacent or lazy, doesn't feel like effort leads to anything good, then the results, or notice what the results are of that complacency. Nothing is developed. Seeing the breath in and of itself, cultivating a continuity of this clear, relaxed attention. So initially we're emphasizing cultivating the balance and steadiness of the mind itself. How to make right effort so that the mind or the heart becomes more stable more pleasant, contented, 
and peaceful. Notice your own particular habits of wanting to give up, not thinking it's going to happen, can't happen, I don't know what I'm doing. The Buddha and many of our teachers emphasize the more specific quality of persistence. So in the course of the practice, see if you can clarify the exact nature of persistence. What is persistence? What is the result of the mind being persistent? not giving up. And this is a creative endeavor, so don't do it on automatic pilot. If you're not noticing any natural results of the effort that's being made, then either the aim is off, like what you're trying to make happen isn't a worthy goal, or the way you're making effort, the way the mind is making effort, is unskillful, counterproductive. So then change. So the Buddha suggests as the first aim or effort to connect with experience in and of itself as a way of breaking through the ongoing conceptualizing being caught on the level of thoughts, our thoughts about things, to connect with things in and of themselves and to sustain attention. So we can use the breath or any number of aspects of our experience to connect with things in and of themselves and to sustain this present moment awareness
And then if you're getting some steadiness of attention through the effort to break free of the mind's ongoing conceptualizing and to connect and sustain with things in and of themselves, if you're getting some steadiness, then in the context of that steadiness, just observe how it is that the mind becomes more stressed or tight, and at other times how the mind becomes more released and happy. And then participate in the arising of happiness. How can the mind support the arising, the stabilizing of this inner happiness or peace? Or what does the mind do that interrupts it or disturbs it? So in the most simple way, the mind is aware how the mind is applying itself in the moment, and the mind is aware of the results of this application.
So in this way, the mind is seen as an active participant in how it is now. Even notice what it is that the mind attends to and what's the effect of the mind choosing to attend to whatever it's attending to. So the mind is knowing objects and there's a particular, always a particular attitude or a way of knowing the objects that it's knowing like knowing with greed or knowing with equanimity, knowing with clarity or knowing with dullness. So we're noticing how these various ways of relating and various objects that the mind is choosing to attend to, all of that affects how the mind is, or how the moment is, pleasant or unpleasant, skillful leading to release, or unskillful leading to contraction.
And of course, we learn from both the mistakes, the mind deciding to choose the wrong object to pay attention to, and to pay attention to it with the wrong qualities of mind. And then we just notice and learn from the tension that arises. Oh yeah, it's like this now. The mind's entangled, the mind's tight, and this is how that came to be. So for the last couple minutes, remembering that the basic intention in life and in meditation practice is the intention to be happy. So in a very active way, in a very alert, engaged way, the mind is pursuing this intention to be happy and learning from all of its its missteps and learning from all of its successful applications. What works, what doesn't work in this pursuit of happiness.
in other words, as we finish the sit now, what can this mind pay attention to? With what attitude can this mind be relating, using to relate to experience in a way that supports the mind's well-being? Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.